All right, welcome to the Couch Time Podcast, where we give you tools to connect with your kids and point them to Jesus. I'm Aaron. I'm Steven. I'm Ryan. And I'm Josh. We got all of the boys here today. Super exciting. And today we're going to do something that's fun. Um, We want to talk about the end of the year, 2020. Woo, celebrate. A lot of people are looking forward to this. Um, Although nothing's really going to change at the beginning of the new year, I don't think. But... um, yeah, we're excited the Christmas season. I think a lot of people are excited about and hopeful for change and Christmas. I think they're looking forward to. Um, yeah. So we're going to talk about what we did this past Sunday and talk about kind of end of year and looking towards the new year. So um, that being said, we had this past Sunday was our last kind of regular night at Fort Thomas, and then for, you guys had the prayer night at Florence, and then Stephen, what'd you guys do? Uh, we're still in our series okay. called Influencers, going through the book of First Thessalonians. Oh, that's sweet. So, Influencers. So, we all kind of did something different at each of the campus, but all of us next week, it is the actual last youth group where it's a Christmas party. Mm-hmm. And then after that, we're going to have off for, it uh, feels like a long time, we're going to be off for four weeks, and then we're going to come back and kick off January 17th. Um and part of that is because winter retreats were canceled. That was the weekend we were going to be all be doing different winter retreats and stuff like that. But so, parents, for reference, we are off after next Sunday, the thirteenth. So we're going to be off four weeks after that. So, um, yeah, that's it. So what I want to talk about now is Christmas time and Advent. If you didn't listen to the podcast last week, go check it out. Talk about Advent, what it is, and it's never too late to start celebrating Christmas and talking with your kids. Um, something we want to give you a tool today, though, is to talk about how youth group went this past uh, last night. So, um, Florence, I want to hear about the prayer night. That's historically one of the biggest and most impactful nights of the youth group year. Um, and Ryan, you know, it's your one of your first Sundays. You're just starting, so um, I want to hear how did it go as far as prayer night. Yeah, it was great. It was like you said, it was my first prayer night. And I, I had heard it was one of the most impactful nights, and it it went really, really well. It it was helpful for me, and I think it was helpful for students. I mean, we had an hour and a half of prayer and worship, which mm. was just, I think, refreshing. And in a world where there's so much going on and a lot happening in the lives of students, to just um, take a moment to hit pause and worship was great. So the way it works... Um, we had about six different rooms with different activities to help students to pray. So there was a worship room where Brad Spence and some other folks were leading worship for an hour and a half and kids can kind of just roam and free, uh, it's a free space where they can go to any room, spend as much time as they want and interact with the activity that's going on. So one room was worship and there was another confession room where they would, um, sort of write there something that they've struggled with sin wise, uh, on some sand and then confess that sin and wipe it clean, wipe it away. I think that was a powerful, um, tangible Mm. thing to be able to do. Um, Mm. Yeah, there was a petition room where they could pray for and just ask God for the things they need. They could intercede, an an intercession room where they could pray for others. My my favorite room was the, the Thanksgiving room where we wrote, we actually sort of paradoxically wrote uh, things that were hard this year or hmm. could have been challenging. So hmm. pandemic, um, virtual school, you know, um, even just like student ministry and how student ministry can be a little bit hard for students. And they were to write 
things that they were thankful for and pray to God in the midst of those challenging things. Mm-hmm. So that was really very cool. That was really cool. I spent a lot so of. So those were like the categories, and then they yes. would work. Through. Wow, that's really sweet. Yes. Yeah, so the, there were different categories on the wall. There were about eight of them, and kids would take a sticky note and pray, write a prayer, and stick it under that wall. Hmm. And my, that was my favorite part of the night. Was at the end of it, you know, there's um, probably a hundred to two hundred prayers mm-hmm. on the wall, things that they're thankful for. Um, and it was a little bit redemptive of like, how is, how, how can I be thankful in the midst of a pandemic or online school, those sorts of things. That's yeah, so. super, super cool. Great idea. My favorite was a little, there, one of them was, uh, there, one of the categories was, um, grace student ministries and someone just wrote, Ryan, I about cried. Oh, <laughs> I was like, oh, that's awesome. nice. Thank you. That's, that's so, so cool. sweet. That's but there were some cool. sobering ones too. I mean, even one of like the, uh, virtual school, what are you thankful for? And one of them, one note just said, no bullying. Hmm. And so that was like, oh yeah. Okay. So I, that, that's super neat. And what an awesome, Hmm. you know, I'm, I'm surprised because every year when the prayer night, you know, people talk about it and it's so impactful. It's a highly emotional night, but you know, I'm looking at a bunch of teenagers that it appears to me don't care about spiritual things. It appears to me that they could care less about Christ and God. It's like, they're just going through the motions, but then to have this night where they get to practice yep. praying and trusting God and crying out to him and confessing sin. It's like, and they do it mm-hmm. and it's, it's so sincere. And, uh, it's a reminder to me of, we need to practice yeah. doing the things that God calls us to. Um, and it's, it's just a very healthy exercise. Um, yeah. And w- one thing I told, and told the students, but it would be helpful to the parents to know it's, this event is a miss if this is the only time mm, they're yeah. doing this sort of thing. Yeah. Like this this event is really meant to be something to reignite a desire and a yearning to pray. Mm-hmm. So hopefully yeah. we can continue these yeah. practices yeah. through the holiday season. So yeah. parents That's can really help cool. in that way. They can do the same things at home. So totally. hopefully that carries over. And they should be doing the same things right. at home. That's, mm-hmm. that's really good. Yeah. Josh, what yeah. about what for you? Yeah, so we carried on the same theme as prayer. So we... Um, I, I kind of did, did you guys t- go through the same rooms mm-hmm. or were they split? No, they were, they were split. But what we did was, um, we, I, I did a little bit of teaching on prayer and then we practiced this method of praying. I called the prayer hand. I've stole it from navigators and, um, we just pray through, uh, we brag on God. We own up to our sin we pray for others, we pray for ourselves, and then we, and just thanking God. And um, we specifically used a psalm, so I can link this in the show notes, but one of the things I gave the students was um, kind of like this calendar of psalms. So one of the things I think that's super hard a lot of times for students is they don't know what to say. And uh, Donald Whitney, um, who's a professor at Southern Seminary he, and an author, one of the things he said once was that a lot of times we, we don't like praying because we talk, we pray uh, and talk about the same things, about the same old things, and then that just gets boring. But what he, he recommends is praying through a psalm, and actually, that way it gives you new words to say about the same old things, because you, you think about, you pray about the same things mainly because those are the things on your mind. So what if you had new words? What if you had something else to say? And so I showed them how to look for, t- like take a psalm and like, what does it look w- like? What can you see about uh, how awesome God is? Um, how can, 
can you look at this psalm and see where you need to own up to your own sin and, and so on and so forth. Yeah. So I can link those in the show notes, but um, especially that that calendar that kind of outlines the different psalms. Um, I think but, I think we should link that as well as the different categories in the rooms. Of yeah, course, I think that yeah, cool it, to... they use the same like prayer mm-hmm. hand. I just use yeah, different that's really, words. That's it a would, great resource for people. Yeah, I. I think parents, that's something you guys can use. And one of the things I told the students was like, literally what we did was we, I set a timer for one minute, 60 seconds. And that's all we prayed for each category for 60 seconds. And it's like, cool. If you did all those things every day, you prayed for five minutes. Like you probably get bored after 30 seconds normally. Right? Mm. So what if you started at five minutes every day, six, six, 60 seconds, yeah. but then you can bump it up a bit, bump it up a little bit. And if you're not done praying and your timer goes off, totally fine. Just keep going. Like God, God's not busy. He wants you to come to him. So the, those are some, I think, super helpful things. Um, uh, yeah, uh, I, I'm, I'm hoping that at least a few of the students will take, take that, um, with them. And parents, if your kids came to the Florence campus, you should already have those, um, those pieces of paper with those schedules, but we'll link to it. Yeah. Prayer is such like one of my favorite parts about adult community group is, is, and when we pray together is hearing other people pray for the reason of, I, I pray the same way. So often when I hear other adult believers pray or even students who pray and they, they say different phrases, they, they pray for similar things. They just talk different and it's helpful to me it encourages me, um, spurs me on. Uh, it's super cool. So sweet. Stephen, what did you do at, uh, at Independence? Yeah, so we've been, we've been going through the book of First Thessalonians since a while ago. We just had a lot of breaks in, in the middle yeah. of it. Um, so, but th- this I'm week, really glad that you guys were able to meet. It was awesome. I remember about 4.45 came around and like nobody was there. I was like, nobody's coming. Like, gosh oh. dang it. And then it was packed out. So, nice. but like for a bit, I was like, I always was like, no one's coming. And then the Lord brought lots of people. Hmm. But um, we were going in. We did a little bit different this week. Um, so historically, when we've been going through this, I've taught on you know an extended piece of the, of the book. Then we've gone to groups. What I did kind of this week was I read the passage that we were going to be breaking down. So it was like the end of chapter three through all of chapter four. Um, but then I just shared my story and my testimony with everybody. Um, so I realized I'd, I'd never really like, talk to all the students and been like, Hey, this is, this is me. This is Steven. This is what God's done in my life and how it connects a little bit with the passage that we were reading through. Um, so I did, you know, shared my story a little bit more extensively, how the Lord's worked in me, how the Lord's worked in other people to influence me and the role that other people have had throughout my life. Um, as well as what God's done, um, in my life as he's freed me, um, from shame and from sin, from covering things or hiding things. Um, and then we went to groups to kind of have just a Bible study through the passage. Mm. Um, so I kind of shared my story. Then they went to groups to break down the passage themselves in a more um, Bible study manner than like a discussion manner because there yeah. wasn't like a ton of probably discussion to talk through it. Um, so I gave all the leaders questions to work through with the passage and, and they worked through it. So the passage was a lot about, um, it talks about, you know, loving one another more and more. It keeps talking about more and more. It says, um, the, the will of God is your sanctification. So that was a big thing that we're talking about is what is sanctification? What, yeah. what does it mean yeah. that the will of God is your sanctification? Like that's God's will. The God's will for your life is sanctification. 
Um, and then how does that connect with loving one another? How does that come, uh, connect with um, confessing sin? How does that connect with growing and changing? Like, um, how does that connect with being a community, like, and, and being sanctified as, as you're open with other believers and, and you have people investing and pouring into you? Um, and then how can you influence the people around you by be, being willing to love more and more and confess more and more and be there for each other more and more? So mm, that's that's super, super that's cool. Awesome. Um, yeah, we did something even different. Um, we have been at Fort Thomas. We've been doing sermon-based teaching and nice. discussion. Um, and part of that has so you know the mission of Grace Students that we all share is that we're going to be a community that connects students to Jesus and the mission of the church. And you know we're all kind of doing that and playing that out a little bit differently at each campus uh, and in different ministries. Um, Fort Thomas, kind of how I'm doing it is I'm really wanting to reinforce specifically that students are part of the church mm-hmm. so we want to connect students with jesus and the mission of the church i want the students to take ownership in grace fellowship fort thomas mm-hmm. like they're part of the church and so we're doing sermon discussion which is kind of a reinforcement of hey you guys can listen to the same sermon the adults are you guys can process you guys can think and talk about and then the real big one that i want to push and have a culture of is application yeah. so like taking in information and in god's words like well what do you do with it right. so um, this semester, we've really been pushing, you know, you guys are part of the church and the mission of the church, and you can you can be a part of the mission by applying God's word mm-hmm. and forming the community, the youth group here. And last night, Brad's sermon, you know, in the um, in the Christmas series was super good, uh, produced really good conversation. Did you guys all hear the sermon? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ryan, did you listen yep. to the sermon? Mm-hmm. I didn't hear yes, so I was going to be for not listening. This, this Sunday or last, this last Sunday. year? Oh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, it was so good. He talked about, you know, wonderful counselor, like a wonder of wisdom, and then the amount of information that produces ignorance, actually. And so the kids really related with that because so yep. many kids talk about so many different things. And students got really real in small group and talked about, you know, where – knowledge and information and having friends who have so much information really just causes them to be weary. Um, And so it was, it ended up being really good discussion and pointed to, um, you know, what are things in 2020 that you have, this is the last question we asked in small groups. What in 2020, I don't remember exactly, but something to the extent of what in 2020 have you looked to joy for Mm more than you should. Mm. And kids, because of talking about Brad's message on wisdom and information and the gift that Jesus was at Christmas, and they really they really connected and, and kind of saw in their own lives just, I have looked to relationship and wanting a boyfriend or mm. wanting a girlfriend, and I've wanted, you know, politics was a big one as far as I just taken so much information and so much of my attitude has been affected by that, or other people. Yeah. And their information that they're taking in has affected my attitude because that's all they talk about. Totally. So kids were really getting real uh, and kind of connecting dots in their head. It was it was very good. And um, and one of the things that we do at Fort Thomas that we we're trying to change the culture is is prayer. Mm-hmm. So we've never had a prayer night or whatever. And kids they do pray, but it's trying to teach and train them to pray for each other in light of what we're talking about. Yeah, so totally. very much. How can we pray for each other then? And we did, and it was good. Sometimes it's in my small group, it's just me praying for them. Sometimes they really want to pray. But, um, yeah. yeah, it's it's just good training and practice for, for real life. Yeah, so overall, it went, it went really, really well. So tools, what would you say based on 
Sunday uh, and youth group at your campus and ministry, what would you say parents should do to follow up with students this week about it? I would say for, for independence, just just having a conversation would, would be a win. And you just say, hey, I heard I heard Stephen shared his shared a story on Sunday. What what stuck out to you about that? What mm, and then good. like it's not threatening to them about having to share like it's not hard to talk about someone else's story, like yeah. someone else's like thing that they've been working through. Um, in which case hopefully that, that brings up some conversation. It'll produce in, yeah. you know, through it. But like it seems like a really easy a re- easy in is asking about someone else's story that yes. they shared and and hopefully that just gets into some conversations about what um god has done in my life or maybe some things that surprised them in which case um you'll be able to talk to them about god's grace and mercy and love that's That's awesome ryan josh anything yeah i think if for the florence high school yeah i I talked to a student afterward malachi and he's he was like "I've, i've done prayer night a few times this year, there was a lot to pray for. Mm. <laughs> what a what a cool response. Yeah, that's he, great. He's like other years, you know, it's fine. This year was like I was a little overwhelmed by the number. So I think if you're a parent, I, I think it'd be similar to Stephen. Have a conversation like, what stuck out, stood out to you from prayer night? Um, was there an experience you had that you really enjoyed or felt? What was your was, favorite prayer room? Like, what was your favorite experience? Yeah, yeah, what resonated, and how can you continue to encourage your child to do those sorts of things? Mm-hmm. Whether whether reminding them or joining them yeah. or just continuing those conversations would be good. Yeah. Super I, good. Maybe even to like brainstorm with them, like, Hey, is there anything like we should do as a family with prayer? Mm-hmm. Um, and just asking them that. But yeah, I, I mean, I would say check out, uh, the, the Psalms like prayer schedule, um, and, and the, the prayer hand that we're going to link in the show notes and show notes. like, Try, check the try it try it with your kids like set a timer for a minute and just like try it all together um one, one of the things you know I, I was i told the kids like you can you can pray out loud you can pray silently you can write things down so maybe if it's helpful um i i think it's always helpful to get to the place where they're comfortable praying out loud because that just when you pray in a group and you other people you hear the prayers of other people and i told the students this it just is so encouraging and so and i think you even said that aaron and so like to get them to a place where they're comfortable praying out loud i think is huge and obviously this depends on where they're at with jesus and like maybe they're maybe they aren't a believer and they're not cool with this well you can still have these conversations maybe um but to to really especially if they claim to love jesus if they claim to be a believer to really enforce these things um and especially one of the things we talked about was it's very important to know who you're talking to and how he sees you so a lot of times we have a really bad view of who god is and sometimes we think he sees us in a way that isn't true and so to maybe just talk through those two questions how do, how do like what is your view of god what do you think god is like and then how do you think how do you feel he sees i mean you? depending on those two things drastically affects how it you really pray does. and what you pray for it really yeah. does mm-hmm. those so are, those are yeah good questions what about you Aaron? uh well there's two things that i thought of for you you know and we've talked about it before on the podcast and just in student ministry we desire to equip you know the parents the listeners to this 
to connect with their kids. That is the goal. Right. You having an ongoing conversation about who God is and yes. how much he loves you. Yes. Your kids might care less about God, but it's your job and responsibility, parents, to have that conversation now. Yeah. Do everything you can to have that conversation and to tell your kids how much God loves them. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's it's absolutely crucial for you as parents to do it because, you know, and the second thing I wanted to say, prayer, whether they want to pray or not, you can't control that, but I guarantee you, I guarantee you, how you pray, Lord willing, one day they love God and they will pray. They will pray like you. Right. Mm-hmm. You are teaching them. So, so whether them the you force now. it, yeah. Whether you force it, it's like you're setting them up for success. Maybe immediately training them because they love Christ and they just need help taught how to do it. But even if they don't, you are modeling for them what prayer looks like. Yep. You know, and hopefully one day they will come to know Christ. And it's like I guarantee you, they will pray how you pray. Sure. And that's a that's a really really cool thing. So, um, yeah get after it um what i would say for fort thomas it's it's the same thing have a conversation with you know the kids about what youth group was what did they talk about what did you do what did you notice like with the teaching did anything stand out to you if not was it boring okay that's fine i thought it was boring kids were falling asleep but either way (laughs) it's like you know what stood out to you if anything if not small groups like what did you guys talk about were there things people you know talked about that they wanted prayer for that really impacted you did you share anything mm-hmm. just have follow up with yeah. them about what happened you know i think that expresses care for for them and what's going on in their life and i think that that's really powerful uh the second thing is um i don't know if you guys want to talk or share any details but i would i would try to hype up for the kids christmas parties that are going to be this next sunday it's the last it's the last youth group of the year, and um, yeah, Christmas time is really, really big deal. Just a reminder about the gift that God gave us in His Son, and you know that's why we have Christmas parties. We're gonna have fun, but it's it's a tool and a platform to try to point to Christ and you know the joy that we have in Him. So, um, talk about the past Sunday, talk about the Sunday coming up, and uh, live in the moment now and have conversations about God and how much uh, He loves your kids. So, love you guys. Appreciate you. Goodbye.